Hey guys, this is Don down in San Antonio. I got Big Chuck up on the West Coast and on the East. How's it going, guys? Oh well. Yep. We got pretty good weather right now, fortunately. It's like 68 degrees. Man. It's nice out. Oh, I think we're we're a little we're about we're in the seventies, but it's good weather. Uh, uh, a lot of people up here just getting over the the flood that happened. Yeah. Is that still how like how bad of flooding? Because you did you didn't get a lot, did you? Where you're no, at? No. So I I'm I'm in what's considered not a flood zone. Um, but even with us, I got some uh, water in my apartment that, you know, you know, landlord, she was great about, helped me sort of uh, take the water over to the sump pump so we could dump it out of my apartment. Um, and uh, has, my landlord has two sump pumps, so worked out well. Um, but even going, I attempted to go outside at one point during the rain, and it was like a small river going by the house. So, oh man, it was yeah, no, it was bad. And I know at least one person who got caught in their car, uh, and the water like quickly uh, was above their car. Ooh, and they had to be rescued. I heard it came in within minutes, so. Oh yeah, it was it was pretty fast. It, if you if you look at some of the news, a lot of people in basement apartments. Uh, there were a few people in basement apartments who uh, ended up dying because that blood came in so quickly. Wow, that just blows my mind. Good. I heard something like twenty people uh, in in basement apartments. It probably that sounds right. That sounds right. Um, it was really just, it was bad. Yeah. Well, if it's covering a car that fast, I mean, imagine how much, like, and, and then what do you do if you're in a basement apartment? And, like, is right now where I am, our, I live in a finished basement, and, I mean, my the, our parents' bedroom in our new place is in a finished basement. So we have windows, but we have those little small windows that are, like, up at the top. And then we have we have an escape hatch because by law you have to if you if you're finishing a basement here in in Portland I think, um, but even so if it was flooding I mean we're on top of the hill so that's not going to probably happen to us but if it was flooding you know how how are you going to get that open and if you do what are you doing except letting a bunch of water appear? You're into, not going to fight. You're not going to fight water, man. Yeah, if that I mean, stuff is crashing down. <laughs> there are a couple of things you can do, but mind to be fair, the amount of water that came in was uh, fast and, and, and unexpected. So, you know. And unexpected, yeah. But the to be fair, like my landlord in the basement has uh, two sump pumps um, and the windows are sort of like breakaway. They will pop out under a certain amount of pressure. Uh, so, I mean, things like that and like an escape hatch, I, I, it's the best you can do. Um, and you know, I, my impression is that some of the people who at the basement apartments were as safe or as cautious, um, but as fast as it came in. Yeah. That's what, that's what my argument is. As fast as it came in, I'm not sure what they could have done or if it would have made a difference. Who knows? Who knows? Wow. I 
Especially because it wasn't a direct hit. You guys, this was just the remnants of something. Uh, yeah, but we get a lot of... The one thing the Northeast gets a lot of is precipitation, whether in the form of, like, snow or rain or whatever. Um, and because, like, even, like, a small whatever's left over of a hurricane, that rain just, like, it got crazy. It just got crazy. No, that's true. I think we had talked to Pete and he had just said that you guys had been soaked for like a week. Mm -hmm. So it was already saturated. And then that came in. And so just one problem compounding on top of another. And then, you know. Yeah. Yeah. The one thing we don't like up this way is is rain. We, we have never had a problem with that uh, up this way. Um, but you know, who knows? Hopefully, we're we're better prepared next time. Well, <clears throat> well, I mean, it, but it's it's one thing, and then another. Th and so here's what I here's the thought bouncing around in my head: is Texas had a freak snowstorm. Texas wasn't prepared for that snowstorm, nor did they have any reason to to be to be prepared for a snowstorm like that, right? Um, so you can't prepare for every eventuality, and and with the climate changing as fast as it is right now. I mean, we're based, we're playing catch up in a lot of our places, in a lot of our, um, our regions. Um, and it sounds like the, the Northeast seems to be a little bit behind the game there, as well as, you know, Texas. And I'm sure like on the West Coast, if we got a, had a hurricane that came through here, <laughs> you know, that would, that would really shake some people up and, and destroy tons of stuff. Um, we're or just not ready for that. Fires, or a few more fires. <laughs> we're better prepared for fires, but yeah, I mean, there we're getting more. So, but, but the truth of the matter is, is uh, you know, not particularly religious, but what do you call like, all these like uh, acts of God? Like, what precisely are you, to a certain extent, like what what precisely are you going to do? <laughs> you know, like there's there's a level of preparation you can do, but I mean. Even blizzards, we have people die in blizzards, and we get blizzards all the time. Well, not all the time, but we get enough blizzards here. We're pretty well prepared for a blizzard. And even in blizzards, we have people die. It happens. Yep. Oh, of course. This was so shocking um, for me because more people died up north than did on the coast where the hurricane actually hit. Um, and it... In, in my eyes, I was just like, man, what happened? How was there such? I mean, I know we didn't realize it was going to dump that much water. And you guys had already had the remnants of the other hurricane. Yeah. I remember you and I had spoken about that. You're like, ah, oh, we'll be fine. <laughs> but I wait, we, but, we feel yeah. that way. That's part of our problem, right? So well, we, they're, they're we calling it a hundred year flood. But ma'am, they're calling it, you know, every year I hear a hundred year storm. It's like, dude, and then this snowstorm in Texas was a hundred year snowstorm. Yeah. But it's like they're telling us to brace for another cold winter this year. Tennessee had a hundred year flood this year. Go ahead. But that's the point though, right? You know, in New York, we don't really get bad hurricanes or tornadoes or like even the after effects of them. So, you know, we get told a lot, you know, brace for the, the, the after effects and you're like, eh, whatever. And I think a lot of people went about their business because a lot of cars got stuck in flooding that was like literally covering, there were cars floating, <laughs> which is frightening. Um, and a lot of people went through this, uh, like 
when the flood occurred, I am a three minute drive and I know because it's where I work. I'm a three minute drive from a flood zone. And when it came on the news almost immediately that that area had completely flooded, there were cars that were like in danger and they were trying to get people out of cars and stuff like that in the area. I just sat my behind at home, bailed the water out as it came in and, and stayed where I was. But there were a lot of people who were like, eh, it's fine. And then got stuck. Oh, yeah. You can't, you can't account for that. You can't account for, you can't always account for the people factor. What was it in Yellowstone? The guy was saying uh, constructing uh, trash cans are really difficult because the overlap between the smartest bear and the dumbest human <laughs> is a big overlap. That's kind of what <laughs> Yeah, I'm, right. I'm going to use that quote <laughs> somehow. <laughs> I'm not sure which part. It was one of the national parks. The guy was like, it's really No, hard. I'm sure, like, yeah. Man. They get in. They get in. <laughs> you know, he's like, it's hard to predict, you know, that gap between the dumbest human and the smartest bear. You know, we laugh about it. But it's the truth. There's always going to be that group of people who are like, yeah. Oh, it's true. And, and you bring and you bring your your like history with you. Like when I went out to when I moved from Texas to uh, D.C., where it actually freezes every winter and you get the, and the roads freeze, too. Um, I was just driving around when it was cold, when, you know, when the temperature dropped, like it, like it was cool. Just hanging out in my car, sliding all over the place <laughs> until I realized that that's a really stupid thing to do because I could actually die that way. Um Whereas in Texas, I didn't really have to worry about it as much because where I was, the roads didn't really freeze that much unless, you know, there was a freak one incident day, every once in a while. Yeah. Here, something like that. <laughs> so I was like, how, how bad can I be? You know, I took the training class, the, the defensive training class or driver's ed or whatever. They said, you just steer in if you're sl sliding on the road, you'll be out, you'll be fine. Yeah, that didn't, that doesn't always work, by the way. It doesn't so. always, but it, it has worked. It, it saved my behind at least one time. It's, oh, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> because in the north, you do. We can't stop every time the road freezes over. Mm -hmm. Like if we stop for half the year, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, this is the same thing. I feel like fifty percent of our show has been global warming. Global Weather warming is one of those things drastically changing. Dude, it has been. It has been. And it's and it's because like we the one of the good things about the fact that after the Marine Corps, we all kind of split up is that we have we have people all over. the We, we have people that come on the show from all parts of the country. So anytime anything happens anywhere in this country, we've got somebody that that, that we know that's experiencing it. And I think that's part of the reason that we, we've been. Kind of I stuck feel on it. I, I feel it. It's so weird. I just I don't ever remember. I mean, okay, I, I'm limited because, I mean, I go back to just the 80s, but, you know, and I really didn't pay too much attention, you know, before, uh, you know, who cares about the weather, but I remember, recall, you know, I've been in these different events and, you know, I just don't ever remember it being this chaotic, especially the way it is now. Um, when have we ever heard of the North, Northeast flooding? I don't ever remember that. Um, Maybe during it a hurricane. Happens, it's rare, though. Yeah, it happens, but it's rare. Like I, I mean, and and let's let's do something as simple as I don't ever remember the fires being this bad. Yep. And it's like, dude, year round, 
I feel like there's a fire on the West Coast. Well, that's yeah, because there is. You're pretty much year round. There is now. Um, you know, I don't ever remember it being that bad. Something to look into for people who are looking like really to get some concrete information on this. Uh, recently, I know that the UN put out a, a, a IPCC um, climate change report. It is. It is pretty detailed and definitive about the fact that, you know, climate change is here. It is man-made. We need to do something about it relatively immediately um, or we are going to have uh, a problem with the planet being uh, A, barely habitable, if not uninhabitable soon. Um, and uh, these extreme weather events flooding, fires, hurricanes are going to keep happening and more frequently if we don't make large changes and large changes very soon. So it's a, it's a, it's a good report. Anybody can look it up, uh, pull up the information on it, um, but it's not going away. It's not going away. No, it is not. It is not. Let's segue into uh, what we started talking about at the top of the hour, Chuck, I think you brought up that, um, what is her name, Miss? Um, oh, Gabby yeah. Petito? Yes. Petito, yes. Yeah. I, this just caught my attention this week. Um, I was talking to some relatives, and they mentioned, uh, they mentioned this story. I hadn't been following it. Apparently, she got in a fight with her significant other, and then... He did not talk. Did not talk to the cops, and now I guess he's missing. She was already missing, which is why he was trying to, you know, after the fight. Apparently, she disappeared, so nobody knows where she is, and her significant other, I guess, is not interested in helping. And they aren't they doing like a search across like uh, several states? I've heard about searches in Arizona, Florida, uh, Wisconsin, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, where uh, state police are just trying to figure out where she was. And they have these three videos uh, from the police cams that uh, between the, with the two of them arguing or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like Wyoming, I know, is part of it. Yes. Um, Arizona. So apparently she was a travel, like she had a big following on Instagram or something where she did her uh, travel series, I guess. Um, this just struck me as interesting because as um, like, it's it really strange because I feel like why, how is it possible that, like if I came home without my significant other from a long trip, I would probably be arrested. Um, if, if like, what would I, I guess maybe not, I don't know. I am having a hard time dealing with this one because she's not there, but there, it's not illegal for her not to come home. Well, it's different for you. You have kids, a mother-in-law, you know what I mean? Like friends and Hey, where's your wife? <laughs> I haven't seen your wife in a while. The kids would be like, where's mommy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> And that now, was, that was, them, I want to say they're just engaged to be married. And I had forgotten. I did see uh, what Miss Christina was talking about earlier 
where they the police did separate them. He stayed at some lodge. And I don't know if she stayed in the RV, but they were, you know. And now did they get back together and take off? I don't know. As, you know, hey, babe, I'm sorry. Some fights go, you know. But I find it peculiar, the fact that he doesn't want to cooperate. Uh, now, don't get me wrong, because 99% of the time I've seen this happen or I've heard this where the cops, you know what, it was the boyfriend and they don't even look for anyone else. So they make up their mind immediately and sometimes never find the killer. Um, but at least cooperate. Hey, this is the facts. I left. I came home. Here's my phone records. You know, she went her way. I went mine. So this points to, at least to me, to an interesting um, thing. And I think uh, uh, Chuck brought it up, right? Um, let's call his face fake. He, he, he would have been brought, brought in for questioning at the very least if he was, let's be honest, if he was a minority. That being said, this also points to a bigger difference in the fact that he can afford a lawyer and a lawyer can look at the cops. You're not obligated to speak to them. If they can't arrest you or charge you, you're not obligated to speak to them. And he knows that and he's capable of enforcing that because he can afford a lawyer who, if a cop pushes against him uh, on what he does and doesn't want to do, his lawyer pushes back. Um, so... And it's sort of a weird thing for me because to be honest with you, me saying, you know, I don't understand why he doesn't want to speak to cops. No, <laughs> I actually kind of do understand why he doesn't want to speak to the cops. Um, especially because it is the first assumption because let's all be honest here. What's our first assumption? He doesn't want to speak to the cops. He was, he was the last person seen in her company. Who are we all assuming did it? is the person responsible for whatever was done to her. We're all assuming it's him. I kind of understand why he doesn't want to speak to the cops. But at the same time, this case has gotten national attention. He might want to rethink his strategy on this. Yeah, that's I a good mean, point. Yeah, I, do, I hate to say it, but you're right. I mean, 99% of the time, even I'm thinking, the fact that he doesn't want to talk to the cops, yeah, I think he's guilty. What if he did something innocently enough as ditching her in the middle of nowhere and now she's missing? So unbeknownst to him, his actions created a situation where now she's gone. Like, like imagine, hey, fuck her, I'm going to ditch her. Like, maybe he didn't do anything to harm her, but by ditching her, leaving her out there in the middle of nowhere, maybe she caught, you know, came along. The path of, you know, it's... dude, Wyoming. I mean, that area, even Arizona. So you got Death Valley. You got the, you know, record high temperatures happening right now. Wyoming. If you're if you're on up that way, you definitely have like nights are going to be a little bit chilly, right? I mean, there's just no, there's, you you can't just leave somebody in the middle of nowhere. So even if that's, even if that's what he did, then maybe he doesn't want to talk to cops because you know. I mean, uh, what what started as a dick move turned into a, a now she's missing. 
yeah, it turned into like a, a serious so. Problem. I mean, like I, I'm not trying to justify his actions by any means. I mean, I'm just saying we don't. But like, we don't know. Said, I feel like he's guilty, and that's so sad. Who doesn't? I'm sure the nation feels, especially the way it's been portrayed on the news. Yeah, and you know what? That's kind of interesting because what Christina was talking about uh, brought me back around and my thinking because I was wondering how we're going to tie this into the stuff that we normally talk about on the show. But what you talked about there is he could afford a lawyer and he could get him and he could get himself off, right? Yeah, or with with the so we're we're already we know that even if let's let's say something bad has happened to her, okay, even if that's the case, this dude might still walk. Um, he's because he's because he, he can afford it. So, and there's a difference between like there's there's we're looking at that that class difference right there, like you, you, the people who can afford a lawyer, people who can't. Everybody assumes he's guilty. Let's just assume it's somebody who doesn't have his those resources. Now, is that person going to walk on, on away from this? Probably not. I know it's a bit of a stretch, but I mean this is just the way that I'm processing this information. I, I get that though. Like and and you know, part of me thinks this is there's a little bit of uh, you know race about this. Where, like I said, I think law enforcement tend to push harder against uh, a minority uh, person that they suspect of a crime. Um, and also, there's a little bit of class in this because let's be honest. You know, if if I can afford to pay a lawyer who does my pushing back for me, it comes across differently or it comes across more forcefully and is a little, is a little more nuanced where they know exactly what laws to uh, push back on or what to, uh, how to present the situation in such a way that it's going to protect me a little bit more. Um, it's one of those things that it's a fact, you know? Mm-hmm. That being said, though, I kind of, you have a whole nation that now thinks you killed your girlfriend, whether you actually did or not. Um, That's true. I might be less inclined to have a conversation with the cops myself. Um, <laughs> well, let me throw this out there. Let me throw this scenario out there. Let's um, just, and I hate to do that. No, I don't really hate to do this. Um, so this, can you guys still hear me? I'm, I'm getting some weird beeps and stuff. Oh, uh, we can hear yeah. you. There was a okay. weird sound coming up, but I, we hear you. All right, so let's let's take this. All right, so the guy went across Arizona. So let's assume that, because there's that interstate that runs all the way across the south, right? So, all right, let's, let's reposition this to Arkansas or Alabama. And let's change the race of the dude. So now, now you got like a... a Let's let's go, say he's Hispanic or Latinx. I was going to go black, but you know, let's not make it easy for ourselves. So, Latinx dude out with his woman. They get in a big fight. She disappears. And she's white. Oh yeah. She. Oh yeah. Yeah. Ass. She's white. They would have found his ass. They would not respect the fact that he's hiding because the family's already said he's not missing. He's just hiding. Right. So, yeah. And with that, now I, I'm wondering about this, just a little slight nuance here. Would I feel more strongly or would you or would anybody feel more strongly about his guilt? <laughs> even uh, Assuming the same exact situation. Dude doesn't want to talk to cops. He's, he's gone into hiding. 
Well, this goes into critical race theory, and I don't even need proof. I can tell you, yes, of course, if he was black and she was white, our last president would say, execute him. I, I wasn't even going black. I was going like, he's just not white. He was even Hispanic. They would have found him. They would not be respecting his right to be in hiding. Bullshit. The cops would charge in, force their family to give him up because they've done it over and over and over. And I also think they'd be more inclined uh, to, you know, cops have uh, things in place where they can hold you for a certain amount of time uh, if they suspect something, right? They, and, and it's a very hazy gray area and depends on what state you're from and blah, blah, blah. But I also think cops are more inclined to use that. And I think, as, as Donnie said, I don't really need to guess at that. There's enough statistical evidence to say a minority would have been treated differently. They, their rights wouldn't have been as respected. The cops wouldn't have been as hands off. You had um, incidents like, uh, small incidents like uh, what happened with uh what was it, out in Oregon or something, Clive and Bundy? Or something? Oh, oh, Bundy, yeah, those guys. Yep. Yeah, like, what What situation? <laughs> <laughs> right now, I'm just, I'm just imagining that whole group of people, black? Being black. Yeah. Not even saying black, black, Middle Eastern, Hispanic. Okay, that, yeah, yeah, we could do that too, yeah. Any other minority group would have been overrun in less than 24 hours. Yeah. Oh, definitely, it ends in bullets, for sure. It ends in bullets, it ends in uh, death, and they would have used that death or any wounding of any officer as justification of why we ran in there and shot them. They managed to have a standoff that lasted, I don't even know how long, a ridiculously long, why? Because there's a bunch of white men pulling the standoff and people, and, and anytime you brought it up, it was the, well, you have to understand these people's rights. You have right, to, yeah, you right, you yeah. You have to understand speech on everything. No, I don't have to understand. I was thinking that the whole time. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. <laughs> I got tired of that you have to understand speech. I No, no, I don't. I don't have to understand anything. That doesn't make any sense to me at all. Any other uh, group would have been out there. Any other race would have been out there. And that standoff, that standoff? would have been done in, within 24 hours. Oh, for sure. And data supports what I'm saying. Um, in this particular case, if I'm honest with you, I actually think police are heavy-handed in general. And I'm not saying police are heavy-handed uh, with white people, with black people, with women, with men. Police are heavy-handed. And they tend to be heavy-handed. Um, in this particular case, you don't even know what happened to this young lady. Um, it is likely simply because anytime a, a woman goes, uh, gets harmed or disappears, the per the first person you look at and statistic, statistical evidence says the most likely person who did something to her is a male partner. That's just what it is. Um, but even with that, you don't even know what happened to this young lady. So you don't know you can't accuse him of doing something. You can't lock him up because we suspect something. That's not how this works. Um, so as much as I think it's weird and suspicious that he doesn't want to speak to cops and that he's disappeared uh, intentionally so, uh, 
as much as I think that's weird, he is he has done nothing that is outside of his rights, and they don't actually have a reason to arrest him. That being said, the stop you stop a, a vehicle on a highway that's driving erratically, and you have a white woman in passenger seat and a minority male, that man would have been arrested for you know his own good because we have to make sure nothing's happening here. Let's call a spade a spade. We have a problem with policing. And the way they handled it, I actually agree with how they handled it. I just wish they did that more often with minorities. Well, it's the truth. In Texas, if that were, te- let's just say um, my wife and I are verbally arguing, and now she had scratched him up. Let's say my wife scratches me up, and I have yet to even put a hand on her. They will arrest me, and I'll spend the night in jail. And you might not and be that, charged that's, with anything. That's their, no, I won't be. That's their, cool down, that's their cool down tactic. Yes. You're fucking arresting me? That bitch fucking scratched me. Like, she assaulted me. Like, But that's their cool down tactic. And just so we're, we're all clear, he is not calling his wife to be worse. He's just saying. No, I'm not. I'm not. just saying. It. No, I felt that means. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, she'll, she'll be she'll be on here next week. Watch. <laughs> Crazy arguments. I mean, you know. No, but, no, yeah. I, I've met yeah, one of the best people that I've met for sure. I, I I was picturing myself in a white muscle shirt. Like you're oh, arresting nice. me. You're arresting me. <laughs> <laughs> The TV show, bro. <laughs> Bad boys, but no, I'm not gonna do that to you. <laughs> oh shit, officer! I called you. And, uh, no, 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 no. Of course, I am not. Uh, I didn't mean that. I'm just saying, you know, that I, I, I put myself in that situation. I was just thinking that's what he would probably be saying. But come on, man, she scratched me up, scratched my face, or whatever, you know. And he's like, and I'm over here trying to be a gentleman. I mean, well, but, cops are, or well, I don't know. Well, it's not like he didn't do anything to get scratched in the face, but I mean, I probably. Say, we have a, we have a couple problems with that. When they got stopped, my understanding is, uh, she was saying he wouldn't let her in the vehicle, and it was her vehicle, which is already in my head a red flag. So you took her vehicle and wouldn't let her in the vehicle because she needed to calm down. It's not your vehicle. Um, so that's a little weird. Um. Well, I agree. Once again, on the other end of that, she was the one who did scratch him. They did get separated. And like I said, he hasn't done anything that allows them to arrest him. And if he doesn't want to speak to the police, it's his right. I I I I think it's suspicious. Of course I think it's suspicious. Do I understand his point though? That he doesn't want to speak? Absolutely. So do I. I mean, I'm not uh, condoning either side or saying, you know, the, his side or that side, because that's what I thought of before. Like, have the time. Whenever it is a domestic thing along those lines, the cops always go right for the husband. You know, if it's not a love triangle, it, it's the husband. Like, and sometimes they put blinders on and they don't see anyone else. And maybe he feels a little guilty because, you know, when you're a young couple and you're put into tight quarters, like living in a van, 
and, and you guys really have never been together 24-7, yeah, it could be, you know, a little annoying. <laughs> yeah, I, I just want to say that, like, as a, as a, as a side, I, there's no way I'm, I'm locking myself um, in a, a vehicle with somebody for a cross-country trip without an opt-out to, to, like, when we stop, we're getting separate rooms. Love you, but we need to split it out. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta have some sanity. Some sanity I time. Know. I was like, luckily, my old lady and I, and I was like, and yes, I call. I always say that it's just an expression. She's not old. She's still young. And, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, luckily, my lady and I, we love traveling, and we don't actually really argue that much. She's, you know, she knows how I am, uh, but we can usually, I guess, argue our way out. You know. Yeah. Well, way. I mean, yeah, and that's that's it's a functional like, relationship a versus a dysfunctional one, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's. Uh, luckily enough, um, and I mean, I enjoy spending time with her half the time. I don't think we argue because we're usually on the same wavelength. Uh, yeah, you know, that's, that's awesome. Time, you know, good time. But I, I do know how it is when you're a young couple or something, blah, blah, blah. I mean, we've been together since 2005, so yeah kind of well dude thing. i i've i've been in that relationship where every fight is like somebody's about to kill somebody the next <laughs> each of you is about oh. to kill the other that's not my current relationship but i've been in that relationship and i can easily i i totally understand why cops go to the significant other first because i mean that's probably who did it <laughs> i mean let's be honest um but I, I just want to. I want to say it's. Like, you're, you're more likely to be killed by this nonsense, you know, uh, that they teach us as kids what stranger danger. Um, right. You're more likely to be harmed. I don't even care who you are. You're more likely to be harmed by somebody you know. You're more likely to be harmed by somebody you know. It's a. It's. It is what it is. So, who knows you better than somebody who's uh, an intimate partner? Absolutely. Exactly. Now, I'm not and saying I mean, dude's guilty. I'm just saying that I, I get that. Well, it, it's not the movies and your wife doesn't have an arch nemesis. Oh, I don't know. Maybe she does. No, no. I'm just dude, kidding. you know my but, wife. <laughs> no, I love her. Yes, she can handle her own. I'm just saying, um, you know what I mean? How many real people in this world have someone that's out to kill them? That's besides true. a significant other and it's usually she's leaving you or she's cheating on you or you yeah. know vice versa you know he's cheating on he's leaving you know what i mean and yeah. you know, it's always pretty simple and i understand you know um did you guys see that murdoch lawyer case in alabama that just happened recently uh no and no, no they killed the mother and son at their hunting lodge and it was unsolved for the last eight months and then the father who's the predominant lawyer was shot in the head on the side of the road and it turned out that he was just trying to uh, leave the money to his other son i don't know it like it Oh, uh, see, yeah. Thing. Yes, yes. It's I like a, 
that's like a plot for a movie that I saw recently. It was pretty much that. Well, it just happened in real life. Wow. I mean, everybody else's life is not as interesting. I have, um, nobody else has an evil twin who's trying to take over their life. That's just me. <laughs> That's just you. Really? Yeah, nobody else's life is like so far for level. Uh, uh, I'm kidding. I don't have. A, I know. Like, I, I know. And that's 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 really interesting because like we're captivated by these these stories, right? And but most of us, I mean, it's not. There's nothing special about the Murdos. Everyone's wanted to like at some point has been pissed off enough to think about it, not whether you've acted on it or not, but you know, you're like, you know what, my <laughs> life would really be a little bit better off without that person in it. You know, that sort of thing. Um, not all of us have the resources to try to even think about trying to do any of the type of stuff that you can get away with. If you, if you, I feel like I'm putting a lot of disclaimers on this episode. So once again, everyone, that is not him saying he's going to kill anybody. Or ever has <laughs> thought of killing anyone. Or ever. I love my family, but sometimes I have to cut some of them off. Because Stop they're talking. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, some people are just, they enjoy pushing my buttons, so I have to cut them off. I love my family, but some of them I just have to cut off because that's it gives them pleasure. And my wife is like, they're miserable. They just want you to be miserable. You know, and I'm like, yeah, I know. It's just fuck. <laughs> that is so interesting. Good. So let's talk about that. There, There's a good subject, right? So uh, we all have family members. I assume everybody has a family member who you're like, oh, if I could just not talk to them ever in life. <laughs> yeah. Too soon. Um. And you're correct. I just, like, listen, I have, if I go online and I see a, a post where somebody posts something that I think is absurd and ridiculous, I'm not spending the next three days uh, trolling their posts or arguing with them. If I have a family member who, every time I go around them, uh, they try to pick at me until they get me upset, I'm just going to not go around them. There's a level of I've learned the peace in my life is more important than this, but how often uh, do a lot of these people find themselves in a situation where they haven't learned to cut off the person who's causing them the problems or where they feel like they're stuck in that situation and then it becomes this desperate thing where I'm so stuck in the situation that my only way out is to kill somebody. At what point do we start talking about proper hope? Because I, I you, you hear in a lot of these situations, first thing pops out of everybody's mouth is mental health, mental health, mental health, but nobody's actually taking it seriously enough to try to implement some sort of teaching of now I I can see where you I can see where you're coming from, especially around the holidays, alcohol's involved and mm-hmm. blah blah blah. And it is mental health because for someone to think like my only solution would be I'm like okay whatever I just try to defuse and woggle like let's go you know you know and you know I try not to bring people over to the house luckily coronavirus and that whole thing like (laughs) it makes it a lot easier huh (laughs) well I don't mind I just don't want 
uh, escalation, you know, like I don't crave any of that. Like yeah. it always ends badly. It never ends. Even if you win, <laughs> like you lose. I don't know, dude. Like it sucks. Now everyone, you know, so I'm just like, okay, like I'd rather just like what else and walk away. I think I've learned that over the years. Yeah. Uh, you know what? And, but that's something that, that you've learned. Like, cause uh, you, you remember always talking about, you know, relationships I've had in the past and, and there was a certain amount of, of like duty and responsibility and this, this image of who you want to be involved in when people uh, at least in, in my situation when people are interested in staying in or are desiring to stay in a relationship even though it's clearly toxic then you know there's there's an, an element of failure and that that you feel about leaving that situation and that element of failure is pushed by you know what I'm talking about. And that element yeah, of failure yeah. is pushed by is pushed by society. And it's pushed by like what's your depiction of of what a successful human in the society is? And then and, and so you're balancing so people think you guys are that. Yeah. So you're balancing this whole like sense of self-worth against this 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 fact that that you are miserable like most of the time. And that's, that's where people, that's where the conflict happens. So if you leave, you, you're a loser and you, and you f- have failed society's expectations. If you stay, then you are, you, your self-esteem and your self-worth is getting diminished by the day. So that's kind of the conundrum. And when we talk about helping people in the situation, like I, I learned to cope through, um, I, I actually started meditation and, and things like that, that, that helped me realize how to put a barrier between myself and my emotions and understand who I am as a person. Um, but that's, that's a whole other story that we don't have to talk about here. But, but when we talk about mental health, it's talking about breaking that situation, right? You don't want you have to like step in society has to step in people have to step in because when you're in the situation you don't know how to get out of it so you need help and a lot of people don't know that they need help or they know that they need help and they don't know where to go so there are like two things with that i think somewhere between what you said and what don said is is sort of where i'm going with this you end up in a situation where I have to do, and let's be fair, everybody has to do a certain amount of uh, mental and emotional work to get over the crappy stuff that happens to people. It's, it's part of the course, that's, a, that's the way life goes. But I think what we're failing at is one, we're failing at teaching people, okay, what are these red flags that people are putting out? And let's be clear, I am not talking about just romantic relationships i'm talking about familial relationships i'm talking about uh friendships i'm I'm talking about all what are these all the relationships what are red flags that people are putting out that i as a human being need to recognize and walk away from one and if i'm in a situation where i feel like i can't get out how do i deal with that and once i'm out of that situation and i'm dealing with the trauma that that situation caused how do i deal with that in a healthy manner and i think i think this idea that it's not my responsibility because it's not my life is been to the detriment of our society like listen everybody's gonna deal with trauma how about we start teaching positive coping mechanisms how about we start teaching things like red flags and 
you know, like it's never okay to stay in any relationship where someone's hitting you. I don't care who the person is. I agree. Like, I mean, exactly. Father, mother, boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, vice versa, you know, uh, you know, and, and I, you know, and it took years and I, I made a lot of mistakes because I used to be like, well, you know what, you don't like the way I do it. Get the hell out of here. You know, I'm mean and tough and don't push me because, and it's like, dude, I don't want to be that guy. I want to be loving and nice and this and that but um growing up you know my sisters and uh you know my family members I think have always looked up to me and you know and now with their children and everything and you know different situations it's just like hey like whoa like I, I don't know. I, I would have appreciated it. It took me years to learn like, hey, you know, like defuse, walk away, you know, like because you don't want shit going down. And then the next time you guys see each other, just and, it, it, you know, and it, I don't know how to describe it, but it, you're exactly right. I was thinking like, man, why don't they teach you real shit in school? Like. Uh, especially now that we have evolved, I don't understand why we waste time um, pretending that we are this, you know, obviously mental health is a big problem in the United States. Like now they're starting to send out you know, mental health response, you know, people. One good thing about them raising my taxes here in still, like, I, I think I text you guys about how crazy it is. and Yeah, yeah. Um, so we've been going for a little while, so we're, we're down to the last 10 minutes or so so we should probably do save rounds i feel like there's a lot of ground to cover here i think maybe would you guys want to focus on uh like mental health or something next week like to kind of take this topic a little bit further or and or or i mean we could also we'll probably be thrown off by current events but maybe that's a focus i wanted to hit biden and the border this week oh no oh. biden and that what the heck happened with the bombing in Afghanistan. It was a big mistake, babe. Hey, I'm sorry, ma'am. I didn't mean to call you, babe. That's just how I talk. But, you know, like, dude, all we're doing is giving them fuel for, you know, to attack. Like, the Republicans are eating this stuff up. I guess and, it's more than that to me. Like, yes, the Republicans are eating this up, but look... Uh, let's call a spade a spade. Uh, you don't get to bomb people and go, oopsie. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's not a good... No, not at all. That's not cool. All right, let's talk about that. Let's bring that. Let's talk about that next week, then. It sounds like oh, yeah. uh, we'll yeah, talk about I Biden and the border, and we'll talk about the uh, how we're still kind of... It sounds like we're still kind of working it in Afghanistan. Yeah. Um, so I guess, uh, I guess then we're doing, uh, save rounds. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's get into save rounds. Uh, so 
I, I don't know. We're not confused as a society about the, the uh, problems that mental uh, health and, you know, stress causes. And, you know, you, you just start looking into, uh, you know, having high cortisol levels and the, having high stress and, and the sort of bad health that that causes. Um, and we can look into how horribly we're, we're dealing with uh, mental health. And let's be clear what I mean when I say mental health. I am not talking about people who have a mental illness or who deserve, who need to be in a mental hospital. I am talking about... Well, everyone, us, you, me, especially this whole last two years of coronavirus, I mean, don't you guys feel a little bit of extra stress added because of this whole... I'm a bad person to ask. I've actually not had much. I, I, I don't get me wrong, there's added stress in that, that, that the coronavirus exists, but the truth of the matter is I'm very cognizant of the fact that I'm an introvert. I enjoy sitting in a house by myself. <laughs> me too. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm very well aware of the fact that, you know, financially, uh, this has not been a problem for me. Um, I'm very well aware of that I actually came out kind of lucky on this and so it's kind of hard to feel but so much stress when i'm feeling actually kind of fortunate through this situation um that being said i think a lot of having the coronavirus and people having to be quarantined and people losing so many family members so rapidly i think one family i've heard uh, stories of like six seven family members dying in a span of months because of this thing. Um, oh, absolutely. And, yep. Go ahead. But like, I'm not sure that that would have been not traumatic under any circumstance, but we have failed to give our citizens in general the tools to deal with the mental stress that living causes. And not just living in our society, living. Um, I think we need to start looking at mental health the same way we look at physical health. Your child can't go to school unless they've been vaccinated, been to a doctor and had their notes signed off. I know because I see tons of children because they failed hearing tests because they decided to do the hearing test in the middle of the gym and the kid wasn't paying attention. So now I have to give them a full hearing exam before they're allowed to go back to school. Okay, so we take, that's physical health. If we take physical health that seriously why can't we take mental health that seriously mm-hmm. it would be nice to find out that the school shooter was feeling upset and suicidal long before they get to the breaking point where they want to shoot up a school amen yep i just think we need to stop talking about it and start being about it start implementing things that say as an adult i'm having a hard time it's perfectly okay for me to my politics Instead of it being like, I'm not crazy, I don't need to talk to them. What does you being crazy have to do with it? Oh my, yes. Having a hard time, go talk to somebody. Um, I just think we need to stop running our mouths about it if we have no intent of doing about it. We need to actually do something, actually implement once a year when your child gets all their other physicals, have them sit down with a therapist and make sure they're being okay. They're, they're okay. And if Did that's you see not, that me? that's when we're gonna discover it. Right. There was just a new case this week, two young boys, 13 and 14. Mm-hmm. 
And the parents were just like, they're just kids. They didn't think it was serious. Hey, man, in this day and age, after so many school shootings, I'm so sorry. Like, and I felt for the parents, you know, like, because she's a working mom, working dad. And she, and then I heard it in her voice. She's like, I should have spent more time and I should have. And it's just like, you can't. You know. Do you want to go next or do you? No, go ahead, go ahead. You go ahead. All right. No, All right, dude, I, I totally want to ride your coattails because you make an excellent point there. The 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 fact of the matter is, like, I mean, in, in a lot of these cases, I mean, look at Dylan Roof, right? Who is he? Who is his his the person that was looking out for out for him? Was it that was that his grandmother? Or was that his mother? I don't know. But there wasn't. I mean, there was not a support system at home for that guy. Um, I'm, but he's and he's not alone. And, and it's the individual, the curse of individuality. And it's kind of what, what Christina was talking about earlier. It's like, we don't look out for each other. We don't, if somebody, but if, if our neighbors is having issues, do we go and check on them? Do we, do we talk to them? Do we, do we, are we concerned about anything? No, as long as it doesn't disrupt, disrupt us. And this may surprise you, you guys to know, but there was a study that was actually done on the uh, various degrees of uh, ways that people behave in their nations and what it was and it they sampled like people it was, it was a national study done back in it was it started by ibm and i think it was uh what like 30 years ago or something one of the guys that was doing the study is still alive and it looked at okay what's different about these different nations and individuality is what is the number one uh th- i'm sorry the united states is the number one for individuality in out of all the nations that they sample, and they sample, and this is including all of Western Europe, and you know China, uh, of course, all the, the some of the Eastern state uh, nations too. And that sure that sounds great. It's like, hey, we're individuals, but what individu- individuality meant in this case was that we have this this attitude about like li- this live and let live attitude, and that sounds good on the face of it when you say it, but when you think about what it means, what it really means is that I'm going to live my life. And I'm going to ignore everything else. That's what that means. And that's what we do in the United States. We live our lives. And then if we can, we ignore everything else. So unless it's actually impacting our lives directly, we don't care about it. And you can see this manifest in our politics. You can see this manifest in our interpersonal relationships. You can see this this manifests everywhere. So when we talk, so and that's one of the reasons why mental, I, I believe that mental health gets a backseat because you can't, because there's nothing more intrusive than asking someone about their internal mental state. And, and, there's, and there's nothing more, um, uh, I guess, jarring than, than being asked and, and then potentially being judged on that, especially in a society of individuals. So, I mean, we've got a lot of work to do if we want to get to the place that that I believe that we, that we should be. And Christina, you kind of summed it up there, and I, I totally, I'm on board with that. Where we get in front of counselors and we have those conversations, people that are actually capable of of piercing through. And I think this is why kind of why Americans don't do this as much because we realize that yes, these people are trained to see through the smoke screen that you put up. And that is an intrusion into your life. And that is exposing all of the secrets that you've worked so hard to hide. So that mentality, 
needs to change if we're going to see something, some progress. But you know what? The benefits on the flip side of that are so astronomical. I mean, imagine if we did have that in place. Imagine if there was no school shooting in Columbine. Imagine if there was no church church shooting. Um, if there was no uh, Dylan Roof. If there was no. Uh, I, I don't know. The list can go on and on. Imagine if if we actually managed to intervene ahead of time in these situations, and the end result was not locking somebody away in a mental institution because they're crazy, but the end result was, hey, we're going to have this conversation. We're going to continue to work with this person because we want this person in our society. We don't want to leave them out, and that's a different mentality than kind of what we what we do. I mean, we have a penal system that that locks people away and throws away the key. We have a mental health system that to some degree, not as much, does kind of the same thing. So until we figure out that, hey, we're not, we're not special, there's, there's a whole, I could go on a whole tangent about American exceptionalism and how that plays into this, but I'm not gonna do that right now because right now the focus is, yeah, we do need change. We need to be able to be real with ourselves and be real with the people around us. And that's gonna start with the individual. Go ahead. When was Columbine? 1999? 19, yeah, mid to late 90s. Uh, I want to say 98, 99. Um, Dude, and imagine that's been 22 years, and now there's more than one a year. School shooting. And dude, there's like multiple shootings all the time. Now it's commonplace. You know, a... a a while back, we were having an episode, uh, and there was a school. Sh- there was not a school shoot. There was a uh, shooter at the uh, airport here in San Antonio, and they asked one of the, you know, people that was there going to catch a flight, and he's like, "Well, that's just the world we're living in now." And I remember I, we talked about it, and I was just like, "Dude, that, are we supposed to just get used to this? It's commonplace." Sorry, Miss Christina, you're gonna say something. I just wanted to say, like, it's part of a. There was a recent uh, case where uh, a young lady stole her aunt's car, and I say stole like she basically took it for a joyride, and she must have been going. They said like 50 miles an hour down this one road. She's a jogger, and she wants to bump the jogger with the car as a joke, and she ends up killing this jogger. Um, it wasn't a school shooting, but what the hell is going on in that child's head? And it was a child, it was like a 14 or 15 year old. What is going on in that child's head that anything about that was a thought process? Let me just tap. Let me scare up. And she got, and they said she got mad because she had originally told her aunt that the reason the headlight was broken was because somebody hit the car with a baseball bat. But when Aunt saw on the news that the man had been hit by a car, she immediately turned the car over to the cops. Um, And they said that this child threw a tantrum because the aunt didn't choose to protect her over the car. He didn't have my back. (laughs) Do you understand how insane that sounds? How insane do you sound that you thought tapping a jogger at 50 miles an hour was a good idea just to scare him? That you knew you killed him and that your biggest concern was that, you know, your aunt snitched on you? You're insane. 
Why the heck wasn't that caught? Like, that's sociopathic behavior. Why wasn't that caught before that point? Well, I mean, of course, but nowadays, uh, even school, basic school. So, I guess, let me jump into my final... Chuck had some really good points, and I was and mental, because right. especially with shit going on right now or um so in texas like dude shit's cracking off fucking texas the lieutenant governor no the uh <coughs> what's his fucking name is it the lieutenant governor uh General. No, no, no no well dude republicans are coming after average they don't think he's republican enough they're trying to primary his ass anyways um no 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 uh the other dude he's our uh oh i can't remember his name dan patrick dude he is like saying that dude okay it's just unrealistic with everything that's going on um there's so much stuff like these guys have the wrong priority well it doesn't matter i don't know texas craziness like um i don't even know i don't even know how to attack this one because what we are talking about is literally you know should be basic education and I think it should be taught in school that we should, you know, care for one another. We're United States citizens. Chuck was talking about individual individuality and, and like, wow, awesome. But it's like, dude, we can't stand on individuality. And that's the whole mask mandate and, and the, you know, anti-vaxxers. But they're lining up to get shots with uh, <laughs> ivermectin or whatever it is. Invermectin? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, the whole thing's funny to him. <laughs> it makes no sense, man. Um, you know, I think of these children you know, growing up, especially in Texas, like, we get it from all sides, but, like, you know, what about, you know, these kids growing up right now, especially during coronavirus, where, you know, uh, domestic violence has skyrocketed, shootings have skyrocketed, the sheriff is talking about don't leave your gun in your car because people are stealing guns right out of your car because they leave them unlocked, unlocked car. Because now everyone has the right to carry. Imagine they have to tell you, don't leave your gun in your car unlocked because people are stealing guns and it's like already a thing and it's only happened like September 1st, like holy crap, you know, hasn't even been a month, and 
it's out of control. I I just don't understand when we're going to begin to realize mental health has everything to do with it. Um, I forget where I was going to go with that. You've gotten a long way, dude. I mean, that is something I like living on the West Coast. That is something that I can't even imagine anymore. Yeah. What you just described. I, 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 I agree. I can't imagine why you brought your son out your house, left it in your car. Like, why, why did you bring your son out the house? I don't understand. It's so bad. It's like women, you know, abortion rights out the window. Um, you know, everything, I turn around, I'm looking around, and then, like, all these poor Haitians on the border, and you know what Biden's solution is? He's going to send them back to Haiti. Dude, I am pissed off about that. That is one of the no. things that I expected. To, oh, sorry, I'm not going to go off now. Go no, 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 I know I want to. That Next week. Next week. But it's insane, like... And it, this is Texas, and we're huge. We're a giant state. And then there's this other thing I wanted to talk about with you guys because they're like, uh, you know, they're only they only want to teach white history now. Oh yeah. Because in their head, there's U.S. history, just so we're all there's no minority history. No important thing. It, 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 it's insane, dude. And, and so we'll have to hit those up um, to be honest. Uh, oh, it's insane. Go ahead, man. Oh, well, also, you have a doctor in Texas that basically just stuck his middle finger up at your governor. He actually said, oh, by the way, I, I uh, performed an abortion after the ban went into place. Just so we're clear. And he's daring people to sue him. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that. Go look it up. You got, you got, you got one. No, good for that. Texan doctor down there who basically. Well, they're trying to put a hold on it, and I know Joe Biden is trying to put a hold on it, Um, and they're trying to put a hold on the Supreme Court justices, you know, because they want it to go like all the way because they can't overturn fifty years of what the law has been and then someone there's this badass lawyer and he was like he sued fuck what was it it was like for oh my god it was like in New Hampshire or Rhode Island and he was just like they can't turn over rights it was for a church you know that had the right to Church of Satan. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. He, you know, and and they he he. What was it? It was the Church of Satan. The Church of Satan is suing, um, against the uh, Texas abortion law because they're saying no, 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 no. This is different. This is different. Oh, there's another no, one. No, no, no. This lawyer won because you can't hand over civil duties to irregulars so uh the church was get like so this city mandated like the church has the right to say who can or cannot do abortions or something or 
can and cannot do. No, 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 no. It was something like they can and cannot do something. And it happened in New Hampshire. And this guy sued and successfully won because you cannot turn over right. So the Texas law gives the right to regular people to sue. And it's against the law. Supreme Court Justice has already voted on this. You can't turn over rights for regular folk to fucking come out and start, you know, regulating the law. You have to be, you know, Texas Ranger certified, you know. Interesting. So, and and I'll reread what I read and, and I'll tell you guys what it was. And he has already won a court uh, case. And this happened way back when, uh, like 50 years ago. And they, uh, so I heard that one. Chuck actually brought up that one about the Church of Satan, right, Chuck, last week? Yeah, yeah, we talked about that briefly. Yep. But uh, this was uh, something totally different. And it was because the city had turned over the, rights to the church like they were like the only ones i could say let's, dude, let's open let's let's start with that that seems like the thing to start with next week because that's All pretty right, significant well, let, let's go ahead and do that we'll cut off now and uh it's been a good one guys we are but really take it easy miss christina mr chuck it's been my pleasure all right same here all right see ya bye-bye